Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is episode 33. Woo woo. It's <laughs> <laughs> never going to get old. I love it. <laughs> I hope if you're uh, tuning in, listening today, that you've had a good day. And I hope that if you haven't had a good day, this cheers you up a little bit. We are going to talk today about summer and bonfires and marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm 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 feeling the summer vibes today, I think. I'm I'm trying to get there anyway. I am so. too. Yeah. It's like a nice outside lazy kind of day. Right? Absolutely. Except all I kind of oh want to do is stay inside and play video games. <laughs> I should be outside. Like I know once I'm out there I'll really like it, but I got to say, what I really want to do is be be inside on my couch gaming. Oh, well. <laughs> That's what I want to do every day. How is your island? <laughs> How is your market? The island's Did you good. Name it? Yeah, I changed the name to Moon Market. Nice. Because I have these, like, crescent moon chairs <laughs> that I, I put at the the entrance. So it's it's the Moon Market. And I'm selling wands. And I'm selling mushrooms because I also kind of cheat in time travel and have time traveled to the fall quite a bit which is when the mushrooms grow so I'm selling those and I'm selling or no that's all I'm selling but then I have like a oh no I am selling potions too which aren't really mm. potions it just kind of looks like a, a little laboratory okay and I have a fortune telling booth nice that sounds awesome yeah. I think we should all go. Yeah. <laughs> we should all go to Lindsay's Moon Market. I want like a real life Moon Market. It'd be awesome. Uh, it would be awesome. Thank you to to Kate who sent us some photos of her Animal Crossing Island. I don't know if she has a name for hers, but the highlight for me was one hundred percent the photo of the guest room that had a panda for Engineer Dan in it. It was adorable. Kate has named her island Bone Witch Island. Bone Witch Island. It was, it was, I don't yeah. know. I don't, have only really seen yours and hers. So I guess they're both awesome. And I'm going to just assume that they are the best Animal Crossing islands. Yeah, they must be, right? <laughs> no, I, mine definitely isn't. But there are, like, there are people who get really creative with their islands. And like some of them are super cool. I'm really jealous of the people who can, like, fill in all of these tiny little spaces throughout the island and and make like a bazillion different things my brain doesn't think that way i need everything in a grid and i need it organized so mine is much more spread out <laughs> that's fair i think i would probably but, yeah, be more no. like that too i like i like space some really cool ones some awesome. very very cool ones well, we are still accepting uh, photos of your Animal Crossing islands. So if you're listening and you play Animal Crossing and you want to drop us a line, you can reach us at uh, 5C2P at Gmail and I will respond. We will respond to your email and tell you how much we like your island. Yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> how are the kitties? Oh, uh, they're good. Uh, so um, Django has started playing with a tiny little um, plush orca. And uh, <laughs> when he can't find the orca, he cries and runs around to the other cats and meows at them until I guess they all oh. go find the orca and then he's happy. He's like a three-year-old child. He's so he's so like self-sufficiently needy. He doesn't need anything from me. He just he needs things all the time. 
He needs a lot of comforting. That is a lucky <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, and Goof has started. Um, Nimbus has started just yesterday and today sitting on the couch next to me, which is weird. <laughs> it's adorable, and I really like it. But it's really weird. He's always been a like sit at the foot of the couch like headbutt your leg or the coffee table to get your attention and be like hey i'm here i want head scratches and then he's for the longest time been jumping up on the back of the couch or like sitting on the arm and like closest to me so that he can get head scratches but yesterday he kind of like he slunk down on the space next to me between like me and the arm where he was sitting and then was like, I'm going to jump down. I gave him some scratches. He's like, oh, maybe I'll stay. <laughs> and he ended up like laying there for a while. Every once in a while, he'd just like headbutt my leg and be like, more scratches. And and it's super, super cute, especially because he's all soft and velvety and shaved. Uh, and that's, I yeah. prefer short hair cats. So I, yeah, I know. He's, he's being super cute. He did it again today. Like, but he won't just jump up on the couch yet. So he won't go from floor to couch he'll go from like floor to back of couch to arm of couch to next to me <laughs> rather than just floor oh, to yeah. me. <laughs> and i'm kind That's of so funny i'm kind of dreading the moment where he's like "Ooh, but i could be on her because he is a big boy and twice he is a big boy <laughs> twice he has laid on my essentially on my hips when i was asleep and i about two and a half minutes is about all i can handle with that and i don't want to i mean poor poor buddy i don't want to freak him out but like he's too heavy to sit <laughs> he's too heavy he's too big to sit on my lap <laughs> and it's gonna make him sad and then i'm gonna be sad and then we're all gonna be sad so he can just sit next to me oh. like a good little football ham that he is <laughs> He'll be fine. Just give him some burrito and, and he'll be happy. He doesn't like people food. <laughs> oh. I mean, that's good. Who doesn't like a good burrito? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dog will eat all the burrito for all of them. <laughs> do we um do we have a candle to light this week? Yeah, so we we do. Sort of. <laughs> so I have yeah. a candle. Um, I have, I'm trying to see what the smell on this one is. And I've lost the label. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's like a nice floral summer smell from the Green Witch. Um, and you can check out um, her shop online, Green Witch Home. Um, she's got some really cool candles and stones and other things. But our candle candle hasn't arrived yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh well that's okay I we so, have a yeah. candle i have a candle but a we don't we don't have a new ritual candle i was kind of like bummed i i ordered really dope new ritual candle but you know it's coming from arizona so it's taking its sweet ass time <laughs> it'll just be that much better when we finally get to light it see that's what i think it's <laughs> two like two northern arizona beekeepers making their own like really cool candles i'm not going to tell you what it is i'm not going to ruin that surprise but i feel like they're <laughs> going to be imbued with extra like witchy psychic vibe energy but that's my <laughs> that's what like the only two things i know about arizona yeah. <laughs> like sedona and golf <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> my ignorant ass is going to light this candle. So give me one sec. <laughs> it's 
got a, um, I'm actually, I'm glad that you have one over there because the birthday candle that we've lit on the last couple of episodes, while the scent is lovely, it's very, very strong. Oh. And me being locked <laughs> away in my bedroom, it, uh, the smell can, it can become a little much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine. This has, like I said, this has a scent, but it's very light and floral and the window's open. So this is, this is nice. It's lit. It's cute. It's going. And yeah. Now that that's underway, I think we'll take a, a quick break. Come right on back to talk with uh, with all of you about about summer and bonfires and marshmallows and things like that. So we'll be right back. Yeah, totally. See ya in a sec, witches. Welcome back. All right. At the end of this week, spring is over. Yikes. <laughs> I, Officially. I know. I have such mixed feelings about this. And I am so excited to talk about summery stuff um, as it relates to like the solstice and midsummer and bonfires and witchcraft and whatever. But at the same time, like, where the fuck did spring go? <laughs> I know. You know, I actually think that we had a, a pretty okay spring this year, though. We did. We 100% had an actual spring, but it was an actual yeah. spring where I'm spoiled. I do have a very nice yard, so I did get to go outside and plant my garden and all that good stuff. But it was like, it was a spring spent mostly isolated and inside. And so I'm like having a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that like when when quarantine or lockdown sort of started there were no leaves on the trees and in a couple of days it's going to be summer like this is my brain is really struggling with that this week i know it's crazy my like segue from spring into summer the past like several years has been you know softball practice and then like sitting on the patio at Lone Star afterwards and drinking Palomas and eating tacos and we didn't get that this year and it's it's weird yeah I, I, same <laughs> I mean my segue like spring is always LARP season and LARPs for very good oh, reason yeah. are canceled right now and so you know there was no LARPing but there were other things. There was plenty of garden planting. But even my, I feel like even my flowers are a little confused. Like some things that don't um, typically bloom in my yard until, um, until like I would say like more like, mm, I was going to say mid-June, but fuck, it is mid-June. <laughs> so I don't know. I just feel like it some of mid-June. <laughs> I feel like maybe it's my timeline that's messed up, but I feel like <laughs> some stuff like my yarrow is all blooming and I feel like it shouldn't be blooming yet. But then when I checked all the resources, they were like, yeah, it blooms around. It's like it is a um, it is a plant associated with uh, Midsummer Festival and with the solstice. And lo and behold, guess what? It's blooming and the solstice is this week. So, yeah, I guess I'm the I am the one that's messed up. <laughs> yeah whoops rightfully so though (laughs) i think you know what else it is is i grow daisies in the front garden and this year was an abundant crop of daisies they did that like sleep creep leap thing this was their fucking leap year i didn't have any daisies last year this year i have so many and as a little kid my mom grew daisies in a massive patch in our yard and i'd always play with like play in them because it was next to the swing set 
And I associate daisies with summer vacation because I would like be off for the summer. And, and so I always assumed daisies bloomed in like July, but mine all bloomed at the end of May and beginning of June. So I don't know. Everything's weird. Oh, I was in like, when I was a kid, I was in school in California for most of the year. So school for us would end like, I think beginning of June, I think. Yeah, that makes sense because it, it would get so hot. So like. But it would be hot, like, starting from March. And then by the time June hit, you would be just, like, dying, sweltering in the sun. Um, so, and, and by June, yeah, the daisies would all be out. Yeah, our school um, in Nova Scotia ended in, uh, in June, usually around now. Like, in the sort of third week of June was usually the last week of school because our school doesn't start until the second week of September. Oh. Yeah, it starts a little later, ends a little later, and that's to adjust mostly for growing seasons uh, so that oh, yeah. uh, people would be available to harvest and that sort of thing. And actually, in Nova Scotia, it also lines up with pretty closely with lobster season so that uh, when lobster season kicks off in June and a lot of other fishing seasons kick off in June, um, you uh, you wouldn't miss as much school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. But... I always had cool. like, I don't know. I always had like some things that I just sort of associated with the beginning of summer and summer, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and summer rituals and that sort of thing. But well before I got interested in witchcraft and it was, it was the plane and the daisies or like the sort of smell of cut grass or uh, we always grew up with a fire pit in our backyard. And so that first, like, that first day where mom said, I'm not making dinner. It's too hot. Go make a fire outside. We'll have hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and we would just like roast hot dogs on a stick because it was too hot for mom to cook kind of thing. And so I have like all these very fond summer memories. But I got to say, as a whole, summer's not my jam. And I know it's yours. Yeah, I love summer. I love summer. I want to go swimming. <laughs> I want to do all the things. I don't want to be stuck inside and cold and wearing 500 sweaters. None of that. <laughs> so, so things are different, obviously, this summer. And I do want to talk a little yeah. bit about, you know, the solstice and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge, you know, the changes of the seasons and keep alive some of those, like, things that are, um, that are maybe traditionally important to me or to us or to listeners and sort of in general. And I'm kind of curious, you know, with a summer of things are kind of open, maybe sort of not really, we should all still stay apart and wear masks and wash our hands and not go to baseball games and concerts on the lawn and have big parties or go camping with like a bajillion people. And like a lot of these sort of summer activities involve other people. Everybody's like happy and energized, but you know, what, what are some of the things that like you're thinking Lindsay to like, you know, get around that this year and still feel like it's summer. So I, I mean, I have, like, I don't have a, an amazing yard like you do, but I have a cute little porch. I spend a lot of time out there. Um, I do intend on going to the beach at some point when I, you know, can get over the fear of people. But I'm more <laughs> of like a, a midweek beach kind of gal where there's less people there. So 
I'll probably do that. I've, I've, I've talked to a few people that I know who have already been to the beach this year, and most of them have been like, yes, yeah, it's been really cool and super chill, and the earlier you go, the fewer people that there are, and most people are, like, trying to give everybody enough space, so it's been nice. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably what I'll do, and I'll probably play a bunch of video games, too, since <laughs> I don't really know when I'll be back to work. Yeah. But yeah, that's same old, fair. same old for yeah. me. I, I think it's, <laughs> uh, you know, for me, one of the things I've been sort of wrapping my head around this week is the things that I like to do during the summer. Like, how can I translate that same feeling to something new in terms of an activity? Or, you know, what was the, like, what was it about, you know, what is it about softball in particular that I like? Kind of thing. Is it the exercise? Mm -hmm. Because there's exercises I can do on my own outside. Is it the competitiveness? Uh, you know, I can, I don't know, I can play video games online with my brother kind of thing. Like there's, you know, things that I can do to sort of pick up these same feelings, um, you know, in different ways and still try and experience a little bit of summer. And I think one of the ones that I'm so spoiled in that I have a fire pit in the backyard which, yes, I'm not supposed to have, but yes, I do. And we're very safe with it. But, <laughs> you know, I've got a fire pit and I'm, I feel kind of bad because you know, the first bonfire of the summer is usually like a big deal. Now, whether it happens on the actual solstice or not uh, doesn't always doesn't always happen with intent that way. But that sort of first night where everybody's like, you know, had a few beers, maybe we've played some like beanbag toss, sitting around a fire and just like sort of shooting the shit with friends. Like to me, that's always the beginning of summer is that, you know, sort of sentiment and feeling. And I know a lot of people celebrate, you know, the literal solstice with bonfires and fires and that sort of thing as well. So I did want to talk a little bit about that uh, and sort of honor Honor the solstice a little bit, honor midsummer a little bit, uh, but then share some tips of like, here's some other things that maybe, you know, can't have a bonfire. You can't go to that big like solstice party that you usually go to. Here's some other things that you can do to still, you know, honor your practice or your solstice. So I am not, absolutely. <laughs> I am not terribly knowledgeable about, uh, about the solstice as a whole. So I know you did a little bit of reading, Lindsay, um, and knew more right from the jump. I was like, solstice and the midsummer are the same thing. And you're like, eh, no, child. <laughs> I mean, there was there was a time, I think, when midsummer and solstice were the same thing. And, and at this point now, like, yeah, it's essentially the same thing. But, like, solstice is, a, is the actual day now. Whereas midsummer kind of, like, encompasses the days around the solstice. So yeah, um, midsummer is like a time period as opposed to a specific, yeah. like, and solstice is to mark the day where the sun is like the highest in the sky. It's the longest day of daylight. It's I the think. longest day of the year. Yeah. yeah, it's based on like the the tilt of the Earth's axis. Um, so like, yeah, essentially it's the longest day of the year. So like it, at, uh, Stonehenge, for example, right? The rocks around Stonehenge, like the, uh, what's it called? Heel rock, I think, or the heel stone. It's, uh, it's set to align with the sun at sunrise on the day of the summer solstice. That's awesome. Um, and then I'll turn like, alternately on the winter solstice and the lines of the sun at sunset. 
So there's like this huge celebration there every year where everybody gets all witchy and hippy dippy and they like dance <laughs> around and like eat a bunch of food and do all these cool things. Um, this year they're not, they're not going to do it though. They can't do it. So, but they are planning on live streaming it I've, for the yeah, first time ever. I think I might actually try and tune into that because I've never seen... Uh, I've never seen like a you know a YouTube video or whatever of what they usually do, so it'll be a brand new experience for me. Um, and yeah, I think that sounds awesome to see like the sunrise over Stonehenge live streamed. It's fucking cool, and that's a great like, yeah. that's a great little thing you can do. Um, you, you know, you can do it like by yourself at home. You know, with your own little like setup, you can even like bring your laptop in next to your altar, do your whole thing all together at once. But I bet there's a way to, uh, for somebody who is much more tech savvy than me, set up some sort of like group watching scenario <laughs> where you're all watching oh, it yeah, together. Oh yeah, there probably is. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, a cool thing to do for friends. Something as well as like solstice celebrations and midsummer celebrations there's also saint john's day or the feast of saint john which was i believe it was originally called saint john's day because this time of year was when like the best time to harvest uh saint john's wort oh that's what it's called right saint john's wort yeah yeah Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, dude. But then, like, you know, Christianity conquered the land and... uh and made it about a dude. Um, it, they, Yeah, they made it about St. John the Baptist because they're, they're, they're saying that he was born six months after Jesus Christ. And if Jesus Christ was, you know, born in December, which I'm not saying that he was, I'm just saying that that's how people celebrate, right. then... You know, midsummer, summer solstice would be around the time that well, St. John's the Baptist. Well, is that convenient? <laughs> isn't it so? <laughs> Funny isn't how that works. So? Yeah, I know, I know. But, like, either way. So, like, I think a lot of people will celebrate um, the Feast of St. John, which is, which is on June 24th, and they'll start, like, celebrations on St. John's Eve, which is June 23rd. But similarly, other people will celebrate midsummer um, on dates around the same time. And the date will change for the celebrations based on convenience. Um, like, I think a lot of, of countries and cultures and, and like, you know, towns will celebrate midsummer maybe on like the weekend after the solstice or maybe on the solstice if it falls on a weekend because, you know, people have nine to five jobs these days. Right. You can't always. <laughs> make it out to celebrate on the actual day now but yeah no interesting the the cool thing for me uh, with summer solstice i mean i feel like almost all my friends witchy or not uh for a little while anyway were all like inclined to celebrate the solstice uh specifically for summer because everybody likes summer it's a time to like you know, it's sort of like it's warmth and energy and and happiness and everybody's, I don't know, sort of shaking off the blahs of spring, which are usually pretty dreary here in New England. But mm-hmm. uh, I think that most people sort of celebrated like with a bonfire or a big cookout or something like that. And, and I like that, like for some people, the beginning of summer is Memorial Day weekend kind of thing. It's sort of like that kicks off the like, camping season. Oh, yeah. And it's all it revolves around like community and, and friends and food and bonfires or, or cooking or that sort of thing. 
but one yeah. of the things that I've I've read um, specifically around that is, you know, we I guess we often think of solstice and summer as like the days are long and it's warm and it's sunny and all of these sort of things. But in actuality, not to be a downer, the days are actually getting shorter. And, you know, every day after the solstice is going to be a little tiny bit shorter than the one before it. And it's yeah. and, and I like the idea of like using fire to celebrate the summer solstice and, you know, honoring the light of the day as long as it is up as it is the longest day. But when it goes down, taking all of the sun's sort of energy, building a fire and holding on to that, like that energy in you. And sort of honoring it and, you know, letting the sun know, even though like you're like, even though you're slowly dying, I will hold that light in me for you until we start this cycle again and you start to come back kind of thing. And I, and I kind of, I don't know, yeah. there's something about that I really dig. Yeah. So like solstice isn't, it's not really considered a fire festival. The fire festivals, like if we're looking at a, the, um, like the 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 pagan circle of the year the like equinoxes and the solstices those aren't the fire festivals the other ones that are like really considered the fire festivals and i like i don't know this for sure but i, I kind of think that it's that way because a lot of those other festivals are like like beltane and Saturn and uh Imbolc, you know those ones right um I think that most of the celebrations would start at sunset. So, like, if you didn't have a fire, you couldn't see anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but a lot of people do celebrate the solstice with a bonfire. And I think that I, the central belief, like, during the beginning of these celebrations, like, centuries ago, was that fire deters evil spirits. Yeah, it's it's a very cleansing thing. And it's also yeah. um, what you would use, like you would burn something as an offering as well. So, um, you know, having a big bonfire in celebration of, um, you know, sort of both, both warding off evil, like giving offerings and, and that sort of thing. Absolutely. I know, I don't know that much about Midsummer as a specific, um, you know, sort of Northern European tradition um, and belief set, but I do know that, or I have read that bonfires are a big part of specifically Midsummer and their celebrations and they would burn effigies and that sort of thing um, to honor, mm -hmm. you know, different, um, Different gods or different um, spirits or that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of different gods, a lot of like uh, you know making the evil spirits go away, the ones that were going to like destroy your crops, that kind of thing. There are actually some cultures who burn uh, like straw witch effigies to to like keep the witches away, and which in I think is Spain. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, it's well, I mean it's. It's kind of mean, but well, it's, like it, it is. But I like uh, there's something kind of cool about it where they thought witches were like so powerful that like witches would like hex their crops. So to keep, yeah, you know, keep an evil witch away. It's like wow, you you thought we have that much power? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, but some of them still do it. Um, there's a there's a tradition in in quite a few countries actually where well they'll like light bonfires and then jump over them so it'll be like the spry young bucks who jump over first and then <laughs> as the fire dies down it'll be like you know maybe some older men or like 
and then like maybe like the the women or the young ladies would like jump over and then maybe the couples and then you know as it gets lower some like really old people will jump over it but in spain and this might not be all of spain this might just be some of spain um they'll they'll light the bonfire and they'll jump over it and they'll shout mega over it which and, and i apologize if the pronunciation is incorrect i, <laughs> I don't shame, speak shamefully do not speak spanish but that that supposedly means like witches off oh like get the witches away cool <laughs> sweet well uh i don't think i don't know anybody that uh has has jumped over a bonfire during like a, a summer solstice party that i've been to but no uh, but me neither there's certainly plenty of fire jumping and shouting just not all three together <laughs> yeah i'm afraid i would trip over the bonfire and like fall into uh, it uh yeah i know i would <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't trip over the bonfire i would go to jump over and be like i'm making it and just land right in the middle <laughs> My, I, would, I would definitely I trip <laughs> So, so maybe you're listening and you're like, well, crap, that's me. I'm a, I'm a summer solstice party with all my friends bonfire and yeah. Okay. Ladies, you know, the, this, the Stonehenge streaming is going to be cool, but it's also six hours ahead. So, you know, it's going to be at like fucking midnight or something. And, you know, maybe none of this is sort of your deal or your jam, but I didn't want to like sort of try and think of some things that you know if you're not fortunate enough to have a fire pit um in your yard like how can you still have that like that little bit of a moment um that connection with the sun and energy and that sort of thing and one of the things that i read aside from the obvious like you can light candles and you can um uh, you can like you know make a little a tiny tiny little fire in your cauldron and that sort of thing was um the use of incense and using incense to uh, to help sort of bring that fire practice um, into whatever you're doing to honor the solstice for that particular day. And I loved the book that I pulled this from is specific to green witchcraft, but uh, the incense recipe that they shared was uh, lavender, rose, chamomile, sandalwood, and mugwort. Everything yeah. with mugwort is better. <laughs> um, and I can Everything. attest, mugwort is in its prime <laughs> right now because my yard is fucking full of it. <laughs> it is. It's all like sweet, young, beautiful mugwort yeah. right now. <laughs> but I thought that was cool. The idea of like burning some incense and um, and having, you know, just sort of a, your own little meditative time because, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially, you know, some practices like green witchcraft use meditation as part of their practice. And and the summer and solstice is often a time of, like, great energy and, like, bringing, like, it's a time of, like, happiness and sort of not necessarily rest, but, like, enjoyment and fulfillment of all the hard work that you've done. You know, you, you got through the winter and you did the hard work in the spring and now you're just sort of basking in the growth and reaping the rewards. And so it's supposed to be a time of like great energy and expansion and sort of using that uh, sentiment in your meditative practice and light some incense and think about like how have you grown um, since, you know, where you were at last summer? Uh, you know, even though you might not be able to connect physically with people in the same way, you know, how can you bring that same sort of energy uh, to your 
to your next few months, to your summer, and you know, really bask in maybe your own energy for a little bit and not necessarily focus on somebody else's. So some things to think about. Absolutely, dude. And it, like in the spirit of energy, it, like the sun gives off most of the energy on Earth. So for me on the solstice, I intend, now I say I intend, this does not mean that it's going to happen, but I do <laughs> intend to wake up to watch the sunrise. Nice. That's awesome. Yes, I'm not a morning person at all. <laughs> at all. I think we've but discussed I this before. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to try. And to, to get ready for this the night before, I'm going to prepare containers for myself to make some sun water. Nice. Or sol- solar water, however you mm-hmm. want to say it, which is essentially the same thing as moon water, except it's like ultra potent because it's the sun. The sun gives off more energy than the moon. Yeah. And, um, and- so you can use it for anything you would use moon water for that just needs a little more. Yeah, I was just going to say, too, um, you can make sun water and then use it in your potions if you are inclined to be a potion maker as well. And and specifically potions made um, during midsummer or on the solstice uh, have a higher concentration of um, things like energy, strength, um, growth, joy, happiness, that sort of stuff. Uh, Potions that are made on the solstice are typically like if you're making a potion for one of those things and... And maybe it's just, you know, some self-empowerment shit. Maybe you're like, you know what? I'm going to make myself a face mask and have a have a me day on the solstice and just lay in the sun and bask up the energy. And, you know, you can do that with, with some sun water or some sun, sun tea. It's also a great thing. You I just am take making your, sun tea. You make yeah, your, yeah, put your tea in, the, tea in the water and set it out in the sun to do its thing. But there's a lot of ways that you can sort of soak up that energy and really, like, recharge yourself. Spend the spend the solstice recharging. I think that's what I totally plan on doing dude. too. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, it's like you know the waking up at sunrise is not going to be easy, <laughs> but the, the, the making the sun water and the sun tea will be easy. Yeah, <laughs> just take a nap on your porch later. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, dude. So yeah, that's what that's what my solstice is going to be. That's awesome. Totally. What. One of these years when, you know, the world isn't riddled with the disease, maybe I'll, like, rent a place somewhere in the mountains and I'll bring some witchy-inclined folk with me and we will build a bonfire. We'll dance around it naked like a bunch of, like, crazy hippies. <laughs> hippies! <laughs> Someday! That would be pretty awesome. Not this year. Not this year. <laughs> I will I will settle for a blanket in the grass, in the sun. I've probably got to work on the solstice. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I could take my laptop outside. <laughs> Still yeah. do my thing. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope that, you know, whatever you're doing for the solstice, and you can always drop us a line uh, or tag us in a photo, show us what you're what you're making, what you're brewing, what, I don't know, maybe you will like go wander through a field of sunflowers or something. I don't know. Show us what you're up to on your solstice, but, um, you know, don't be, I suppose the sort of moral of our story today is like, don't be discouraged, uh, that, you know, some of these things that are traditional summer activities, you know, they're not going to feel the same this year, but, you know, different is okay. And change equals growth. So, uh, you know, Find find some new little ways to encompass that same energy and bring that energy into a different activity. 
uh, you know, it's it's only a few short months, so don't let summer, you know, pass you by. Uh, we're all looking forward to fall and Halloween. I know, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know, try and enjoy the summer um, while you can. Yeah, dude, totally. Sweet, totally. Uh, I want to take a break, and we'll be right back to talk about marshmallow. 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 Into it. See what I did there? Bonfires, marshmallow. I feel so Yeah, clever. dude. I see. I see. Did, it, did anybody else see? I don't know because I just forced them to see it. I, that's my favorite part of I bet punny shit like you that. You hinted at it earlier. We've got some smart listeners, I bet. So clever. Coolio. Right. Well, we'll see you very, very soon, which is... Stonehenge, where the demons dwell, where the banshees live and they do live well. Stonehenge, where a man's a man and the children dance to the pipes of time. We well, thanks. Ah, hi, hi there. <laughs> we are about to talk about marshmallow, the plant. Yeah, marshmallow. <laughs> so, plant. so there's a whole family of plants, uh, a whole family of <clears throat> herbs uh, called mallow, and marshmallow <laughs> is one variety of like six to twelve different mallow plants. And wouldn't you know, marshmallow grows in marshes so uh it's <laughs> no great sneaky uh reason why it's a marshmallow there's blue mallow and there's like sea tree mallow and a bunch of other ones but today we're going to talk about marshmallow cool so marshmallow plant is i take it not the same thing that we roast over a campfire so it is not currently uh, but I know that that's oh. the biggest question. Uh, probably everybody is wondering why is there a marshmallow plant and also these gooey white or sometimes yellow if you eat peeps uh, confections. And I so I did some research on that. And turns out I did not know any of this. Uh, but uh, marshmallow is a confection that has dated all the way back to like like early Egyptian times. Uh, and it's thought that the uh, marshes in and around the Nile is where the marshmallow plant started and it started to be used as a confection. So you can actually, uh -oh. the original marshmallow uses marshmallow root powder. And there's two ways to do this. Uh, the actual like way, 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 way back uh, way of doing this is you take marshmallow root and peel it and cut it into little cubes or slice it or whatever. And then you would boil the bejeebus out of it. So you boil the shit out of this marshmallow, which makes it soft. And then uh, you take it and you put it in a sugar syrup, sometimes flavored, and um, boil it down until there's no liquid left. So basically you take marshmallow root, you puff it up with water, and then you candy it. And you end up with this soft, chewy, sweet confection. And it was marshmallow. 
and people, oh. yeah, and so uh, people would eat it as a confection um, and as a you know as a treat and that sort of thing. But they would also um, treat it uh, medicinally, and that old sort of adage of like a spoonful of sugar helps medicine go down kind of thing. Marshmallow candied is very sweet, but it's also supposed to be very good for you and is used medically for a variety of things. So that's where the original, original, like OG marshmallow comes from. But um, because marshmallow has a sort of uh, viscosity to the root um, when it is powdered, you can use it similarly to gelatin because the... Marshmallows that you go buy now, um, like a bag to make s'mores kind of thing, uh, those are made out of sugar, gelatin, or some sort of like gum powder. Uh, Sometimes egg whites, like if sometimes bakeries, if you buy them, you should always, if especially if you're allergic, check and ask if they have egg whites. But most of the ones that you just buy in a bag um, are going to be sugar and gelatin and other preservatives. Uh, But you can use you can use powdered marshmallow root to make uh, marshmallow the same way you would with gelatin. The ratios are a little different. And I've heard that uh, or read that the um, texture is a little different, that it's almost a little bit more like meringue um, where it's like can be a little crusty on the outside. Oh, yeah. I've never never tried it, but making marshmallows from scratch is actually one of my superpowers. Uh, I I love making yeah, I love making homemade marshmallows. Uh, I don't do it very often because it is messy and it is sticky. And I love marshmallow confection. It's one of my favorite types of candy. So if I make a sheet tray of marshmallow, I will eat the whole thing, and that's like two pounds of sugar. And there's no Holy there's shit. no reason I should have that. But well, we should try to make some ancient marshmallows. I would have to find some marshmallow like, root, but yeah, for sure. that I would love to try how, that. I bet we could find some. That would be fucking cool. Now, you said that the biggest question was whether or not marshmallows are made with, with marshmallow, the plant. But actually, the biggest question is, can you smoke can it? Smoke it? Can. You can. We are back, yeah. baby! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can actually smoke both the leaf and the root. I've read um, in several different sources uh, that they're going to have slightly different effects. So I'll go through some of the medicinal whatnots for marshmallow in general in a sec, but the... The marshmallow leaf is what we have today. I was not able... I don't know where any marshmallow grows around here right off the top of my head. I do not grow it in my garden. So we do not have any marshmallow root. But uh, we'll, give the, we'll give the leaf a try. I got to say, it, yeah, was, it was not easy to roll. <laughs> I, Dude, it totally wasn't. I'm so out of practice. <laughs> uh, but th- this might be my worst joint yet. Like, it's... It's not very pretty, and the leaf we bought was probably more intended to uh, to use for tea or that sort of thing, as opposed to rolling it up yeah. and smoking it. It did. It, yeah, it wasn't very twiggy. It is kind of fluffy, like no. mullen. It ha- and like, but it's very dry, and it just kept falling out both ends. So I suck. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like fuzzy though, no, but no. it was like like the leaves are. They were almost too small to grind, so I didn't even bother grinding it. Yeah, but, same. yeah, no, totally like super fluffy. Um, 
and yeah, not easy to roll. I am not out of practice with rolling. I've been rolling a lot these past like couple of months, um, but not marshmallow. And I also had difficulty with it. Well, I feel less bad now, but I'm still looking at this ugly thing in Clippy Chomp and... And I'm ready to give it a try. <laughs> yeah, me so, too. All right. I like this little baby up right now. Now, we learned from doing this previously many times in error. The first toke is not really the good one because it's going to be mostly paper, especially if I roll it. So I want to give it yeah. a couple of puffs. Yeah, I have, um, I have some pretty decent papers that I really like for rolling stuff with where you get less of a like harsh paper flavor at the start. Um, so maybe maybe this will be okay. I don't know. It's a I don't real, know. It's, I don't a, know. it's a real stay know. puff marshmallow situation. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> stay puff puff pass. <laughs> Nobody steps on a church in my town. All right. It is. Um. I also like this is probably the first thing I've smoked. Period. In a good three to four weeks. So. In and of itself, I'm definitely feeling it. Yeah. Already <laughs> I didn't. I took like a a pretty small draw on. I like I let the I let the paper puff go out, but I took a pretty small draw, and I can I can definitely see where you get the harshness on the lungs. Absolutely, but the flavor is what's really getting me. This is like it's super different than anything we've smoked mm-hmm. recently. It's almost kind of like woody. I was gonna say nutty to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's got like a really really mild hazelnutty kind of like I don't know it's not it's not as strong as hazelnut or almond it's not just but like woody nutty kind of flavor yeah yeah um, it's actually I'm surprised I can take it because I have a wine mouth right now but um you so Dan and I uh are smoking this in a room with the window open but one of the things that I'm noticing is it actually has a really sweet smell like I'm noticing this sort of like sugary smell from it, which I had read, and maybe yeah, maybe that's why I'm picking it up because I had read that if you make marshmallows from marshmallow root powder, or just take the like candied marshmallow marshmallow, but if you take that and toast it, like put it on a stick over a fire, it will turn it'll it'll turn golden brown, and it will sort of like puff up a little bit, but it doesn't get gooey inside. But apparently it has the same smell as a toast and an actual Oh no shit. Like toasty marshmallow. I'm trying to think of a marshmallow brand and failing, but yeah, it's supposed to like actually smell like a marshmallow. And I'm getting this like I'm faint sugary smell. Right now. Like it's um my windows are closed because there's a lot of traffic out on the street next to me. But um yeah, I'm getting kinda like the sweet scent. It does also smell a little like nutty woody, like it like it tastes. But yeah, I'm totally yeah. picking up on that sweet scent. Interesting. So So what's it supposed to like do to us? So smoking <laughs> it um is is supposed to do a couple of things. So the leaf itself um, is much like many of the things that we smoke, is more of a, a decongestant, expectorant. It's uh, very, very common to use the leaf for bronchitis and specifically to break up phlegm. But if we were to smoke the root, which I hope to get my hands on at some point here, that is supposed to have a slightly more 
uh, calming effect is how it was described. Oh, uh, but it so is, we're not we're not going to be high today. <laughs> probably, I'm going to say probably not. Uh, it it is a psychoactive herb, but it is and it's supposed to make you calm. It's very common to blend it with uh, mullein or uh, damiana leaf and uh, and mix those all together to get that sort of like calm, chill high. Uh, not really a, like, I don't know, not really a heady high, but a calmness. But in any case, I, I guess I'm not really feeling much of anything from it, but it doesn't taste bad. Yeah, neither am I. I've probably smoked like half of the joint that I rolled in. This, this is on the upper no, tier for me. I of like anything. Th- things that we've smoked on the air, this isn't, Mugwort's still number one, but this tastes better than Mullen to me. The aftertaste is better. And so this is on the yeah. like the better spectrum of things that we've smoked. Yeah, I mean, I think this might be the first thing that doesn't taste like a plant. Yeah. <laughs> Once it got past the paper, it didn't taste like Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm still waiting for the day that somebody gives us something that's better than mugwort. Maybe once we find the thing that Kelly suggested to Kelly! us, maybe that'll be the one. Maybe. I probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but aside from smoking, if smoking's not your thing, you can actually do a fair amount with marshmallow, and it's pretty easy to get. So we got ours from a local um, herbal uh, herbal store, a little like natural life store, um, Cambridge Naturals here in the Boston area. But and, Oh, and it is locally grown. So we got it from them, but it's grown locally. That being said... Um, it is easy to grow itself. You can grow it from seed. You can wait till you find a bigger plant and then breaks like break a piece off the roots. It takes about three to four years for a plant to be big enough for you to like take a chunk off the root and transplant it that way. Whoa. And it likes marshy, moist soil. It can also grow in saltwater marshes. It's one of the few things that saltwater doesn't really bother it. Oh. And you can use almost all of it. So you can use the flower and the, the leaves and the roots. But if smoking, it's not your thing. Uh, it is also very, very popular for tea. Uh, and you take the root specifically, boil it in milk and honey, and smush it all up and drink it for bronchitis. It is also supposed to be really good for ulcers. It's got that same sort of like astringent quality that a lot of herbs have where um, it, y- you can use it for insect bites and burns, but specifically for stomach ulcers, also mixed with the milk, assuming you can drink milk um, and honey, it like it helps to close the ulcer sores. Oh, crazy. And then I'm not quite sure like what about it. Um, it does this, but it's also supposed to be really beneficial for anemia or um, some women will also drink it post-menstruation to help um, build their iron back up. Oh, so cool. uh, maybe it's just high in iron. I didn't like I couldn't find anything that literally <laughs> said it's high in iron. And somebody I know out there, probably Calais, is going to tell me I'm saying iron wrong. But bite me. <laughs> um, Wait, say, it, say it again. Iron? Did you say iron? No, I don't say iron. I say iron, but somebody out there. Iron. Yeah. Oh yeah, I say iron. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean iron. It looks more like iron. But you say iron, and I say iron. 
<laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna one up it. I, oh, I the, <laughs> the botanical name for this, I think I can actually say today. It is Athea officinalis. <laughs> Um, yeah. that sounds official. I know. <laughs> Officially, the pronunciation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you can use it for all those cool internal things. Uh, you can also use it externally. I found a bunch of recipes um, in a book that I have uh, that use marshmallow leaf in face masks and steep it and then use the water to mix in with other things for uh for face lotions and that sort of thing as well, because it's supposed to be really good for dry skin. So dandruff or like um, psoriasis or eczema or um, uh, uh, like, like I get dry skin patches on my cheeks, like just on my cheek, um, like one little area. So oh. you know, like put a little bit of that it's supposed to help fix that right up. I get itchy shin in the winter. So maybe this winter I'll try it for my itchy shin. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Like my specifically my right shin often gets very dry oh, and itchy my in the winter. Shin. <laughs> it's the yin yang <laughs> water pig thing. Totally is, yeah. <laughs> um, but some of the cool things that I found for it that I wasn't aware of beforehand when looking up like folklore and magical things, a bunch of people uh, actually wrote in their like articles on. Uh, marshmallow that it's not really good for magic or it's not really useful but I still found stuff so it was at one point a really important funeral herb um, especially in and around uh, oh. Egypt uh, in the, that particular area of the world uh, the now this is the good one so the seeds gathered under the full moon made oh. into an oil can be used on the genitalia for erectile dysfunction or disorder or difficulty, or however you want to uh, define that. But if you have if you yeah. have trouble getting it up, <laughs> you can use some of this oil specifically gathered under the full moon. Also, you could take the leaf or the root and make an amulet and wear it close to your genitals. Is how it was described. Uh, oh. <laughs> but. It was once upon a time because the roots and the stem give off a sort of like viscous, like a viscous liquid when ground up. It was used as a lubricant. So sort of no shit. You you can rub some oil on a dick to make it hard. Who knew? Oh, so, so it's like a... Like an ancient, what's the wiener medicine that people take today? Fuck, I can't remember. Oh, it. well, that'd be Viagra, but that does other things. Oh, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, so that does like blood like flow ancient shit. Viagra. <laughs> this is more like <laughs> ancient KY jelly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some other fun things, uh, less fun than that, but still fun. You could wear it in your shoe and it will lead you to buried treasure. Uh, you oh, <laughs> and you can use it to summon benevolent spirits. So in some practices, uh, and I found this on a couple of different uh, alchemy sites. So we'll have to maybe dig into that in the future. But uh, you can keep the root in a jar next to water where you burn your spells and candles. So essentially it's saying like, keep the, like, keep some of the root in a jar on your altar and it will help summon benevolent spirits when you are casting spells or you can specifically burn it with myrrh, frankincense, um, copal or benzoin to specifically summon a benevolent spirit 
And then I also saw a thing where you could put some marshmallow root in a white bag uh, with a variety of different things, and that would help bring you good fortune if you carried that on your person. That's cool. Yeah. I still, like, I'm still thinking of how you would, like, attach a, a pouch next to your genitalia. Put it in your pocket. I, I, I can't get it out of my hand. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, that's not fun. You can hang it off your belt loop, <laughs> like a set of keys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're thinking on the total opposite side of me. I was just like, how would you do that? It would, it would be like in your pants somewhere. Like, <laughs> what would you attach it to? You're right. I think, you're yeah, totally yeah. Right. I mean, I, I think yeah, what you're no. looking for there is like, you could hang it off your cock ring or something like that. But I think that yeah, you know, what they were like, probably going for was like, a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think, I think pocket and belt loop are way easier. Yeah, dude, that's way easier. What the fuck is wrong with God? <laughs> you're just you're a creative free spirit, that's all. <laughs> oh my god. So so marshmallow, it, it tastes pretty good. It doesn't taste like marshmallows, but um it's yeah, it tasted pretty good. It smoked fine. I I actually do use this one on a regular basis for cough. So every winter, uh, it's oh. dry in my apartment, and I have reoccurring cough. I've, I've never had it checked out. Maybe I have bronchitis or something else. Who knows? But this is a reoccurring cough that I get pretty much every winter. And uh, I, I had a roommate a little while ago, um, Tiffany, who worked at a tea shop um, and she, yeah, she put together a like cough blend for me. And the, one of the biggest, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Biggest ratio of herbs in this tea is marshmallow. That is the bulk of the tea. And this tea fucking works. I don't know what else. It's got like 50 things in it. Um, and I've Whoa. lost long ago the note that came with all the things that were in it. But yeah, this this tea seriously works for my cough. Uh, just put it in some some water so i will 100 percent be trying to get some marshmallow plants for the garden because i think that would be dope yeah dude try to find that recipe or or we should ask her for it oh uh, man it was so long <laughs> I, I could definitely use that that's awesome yeah so it, this one this one i can attest to it works it's awesome cool, cool. so so cool. summer and bonfires and marshmallows and all those kind of fun vibes right now. I'm into it. Yeah, man. But. Totally. It is getting close to that time where we will have to say yeah. goodbye. But before we do, um, I do have a brand new Pussy of the Week for us. Surprise! Pussy of the Week! So, or make this one real short and sweet. And um, I'm not sure if you're listening, if you've been following along with the news. And I even read this morning they've maybe changed the name of this particular area in Seattle to Chop and not Chaz. But as of the recording, uh, there is an area of Seattle right now that is the police have sort of relinquished it around the 11th, I think it is, precinct, and said, these six blocks, fuck it, you can have it. Uh, and backed off that a free protest zone where they will not um, where the police will not enter that section to enforce any sort of protest laws so it's sort of a safe protest area and the people have claimed that as their own as you do so yeah uh, so in Chaz the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone 
they had these like they had green spaces that had mowed into the lawn these circles that were six feet apart they were social distancing picnic circles essentially and a young gentleman young black male uh marcus henderson has claimed those and turned them into community gardens and i think that's so fucking cool he took these spaces up marcus yeah somebody somebody dumped a bunch of dirt in them i guess and nobody's claiming responsibility for that but uh marcus was the first person to see this dirt and go Fuck it. I could put a tomato in there. And he has the know-how. He has degrees in, in social engineering and uh, an experience, uh, lengthy experience with gardening uh, professionally and that sort of thing. So he's he's gone ahead and turned these into little community gardens. And he's said that it didn't take very long before other members of this community in this area also showed up with tools and seedlings and plants. And so now they've got free community gardens that just... Popped up rogue willy-nilly. I hope they stay. I think that was fucking cool. That's awesome. That is I so cool. More rogue Marcus, gardening. <laughs> we like you, buddy. We like you. Yeah, pussy of the week. Uh, we, of the week. Oh. <laughs> we also wanted to take a hot second to acknowledge episode... <clears throat> sorry. Episode 32. Uh, we talked all about bees. And less than one day later... Our, probably our biggest fan, Kate, sent a message and a text and some pictures. And she tagged us on Instagram so you can take a look for yourself. But uh, less than a day later, some bees swarmed near, I believe, near her office. Maybe near her house. But she experienced in the wild a bee swarm. And she didn't want to call the authorities because she knew that like, the city would just kill the bees. But while she was figuring out what to do, a, a bee beehive person, beekeeper, oh my God, <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> a beekeeper came and collected the bees and was like, can I have these? And they're like, yeah, sure. They're not ours. <laughs> so, so I know. Awesome. One, one day after our episode came out uh, talking all about bees, Kate was able to be like, I know why they're swarming. And... And check that out. That's so now so the, cool. <laughs> this beekeeper got himself a free hive of bees, and that's so fucking dope. I can't wait for episode number two, where we talk all about yeah, honey and dude. other things. Yeah. So yeah. thanks, Kate, for tagging us in that story. How serendipitous. That was fucking awesome. Seriously. We love you, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> so that is episode 33. Summer vibes and brand new Pussy of the Week, and I can't wait for next week. I'm already excited. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be awesome. (laughs) We figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) But until then, keep on hanging in there. Enjoy those summer vibes. Send us some pics of your summer solstice uh, self-care rituals, whatever you're doing. Um, so just, man, it could even just be some like toes in the sand, whatever, whatever gets your summer vibes going this week. Let us know. Tag us on Instagram. Until then, no pervs, no Nazis. Dude, totally. Panda! Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs>